Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You pod, uh, coming to you in this political voting season. Uh, let's go around the room because we got a lot to get to. B, how you doing? Power equality, God, everything is good here. No doubt. Ant, what's happening? Good day. No problems. Everything's all right. <laughs> yeah, Joe, what's good? That was mad weird. Ant's a weird ass nigga, God. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I don't even know how to follow that, but you know, um, it's a good day. About to have a good podcast. Had a very exciting night last night and shit. So, yeah. Um, what and dope exactly what exactly what Joe's alluding to. Super Tuesday was yesterday. Um, but before we get to that, uh, I want to just quickly mention in between that time, between the South Carolina primary and su- yesterday Super Tuesday, or actually today Super uh, Super Tuesday yesterday, and then between today, people who have dropped out the race. Uh, we no longer have Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Michael Bloomberg has dropped out, as well as Tom Steyer. But uh, as uh, we alluded to, we'll start with the South Carolina results, where Joe Biden won that primary with 48.4 percent of the vote, uh, followed by Bernie Sanders with 19.9. And then you had Steyer, Buttigieg. And then surprisingly, Elizabeth Warren came in fifth uh, with 7.1 percent of the vote. Uh, we could just recap that real quick before we jump into Super Tuesday. I'm not sure if anything ha- anybody has anything that they want to mention about the South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, if that's the first thing we're going to talk about, this, this is the shit. Yeah. This is the jump off, bro. You kind of like breeze through it because Super Tuesday was hella delegates, and that's yeah. when um, the big moves were made. But uh, South Carolina for set that shit up. Um, yeah. Like, I think we all know by now, um, God, I don't want to fuck up his name, Jim, um, Congressman Jim Clyburn. Clyburn. Yeah. Clyburn, I'm legendary um, from, I forget what district, but he's um South Carolina legend, you know what I'm saying? Um, when he got behind Joe Biden, who was like pretty much struggling to like even stay in this race and just say he's a good guy, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he thinks he should be president and all that shit. I forget exactly what he said, but it was beautiful what he said. And it put a lot of people uh, on notice, especially the black folks. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we got to come out of the numbers. Yeah. And we got to represent. We know that um, Steyer has been out here heavy, spending hella bread and showing his face. We know that Bloom, well, I think, I don't know if Bloomberg ran as he wasn't on the, on the ballot, but. No, I don't think so. No matter what it was, people came out in force. And Joe Biden did in South Carolina what we thought he was going to do when he first came in a race in South Carolina, which we didn't think he was going to still be able to do. But God damn it, he did it. And did it to death, and he pretty much bodied everybody in the field, and that pretty much set up the narrative for um, Joe Biden is alive, he is electable, and we do not have to live with Bernie Sanders or possibly Mike Bloomberg as the fucking fallback. And um, South Carolina was so devastating that Steyer was like, "All right, fuck it, I'm done." You know what I'm saying? This was yeah. my, this was I put everything there, put it all in. He said, I'm done. Yeah. He, he was happy when he was done. He said, you know, it is what it is. And um, I saw a nigga dancing on stage with like juvenile and shit. It was weird. But, um, you know, God bless him. Man. He fought the good fight. He was he was never yeah. really a serious candidate. But he, uh, he 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 made he may put his message out there. And I think he touched some folks. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do all the rambling, but I could just say that uh, that after that uh, was it a day or so, maybe just like the next day that. Uh, Pete Buttigieg and uh, Amy Klobuchar, they uh, followed suit um, after seeing that pretty much like 
I'm thinking there was some calls behind the scenes or something. Or everybody just realized, okay, Joe got this, and we're about to back Joe. Um, I could keep talking about one pass, yeah. like Brian, if you want to like they were. pick it up from yeah, there. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I really black people, yo. I mean, like we are, um, we're the most involved group politically. You know what I mean? And those first two states. They didn't represent us. Was it, you know Iowa and New Hampshire? Like it doesn't. Those mm-hmm. primaries and caucuses, they they didn't represent us. So it wasn't a it wasn't a proper representation of what the political climate would look like. Not even in the Democrat Party, but just in America as a whole. And so we stepped in and and were practical too. And we were like, you know, we picked the guy who we thought was is going to win. And then you can't gloss over what Joe said. Clyburn matters so much. I mean, his speech, if you ever get a chance to listen to it, like, I want somebody to talk about me that day. He said, he said something like, he was, he was like, Joe, I know Joe, but more importantly, Joe knows us. Yep. Like, he was talking, you know what I mean? Like, he gave us one of those, he gave a preacher sermon without sounding like a preacher. And I was down with it. I was like, yeah, nigga, we better vote for, 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 for Biden. You know what I mean? And I'm not even there. But, yeah, no, everything else Joe said is, is correct. It's just about the black people, man. The black people literally changed this race and they changed it in Joe Biden's favor. And we've heard for we've heard for years, really, that Bernie Sanders had expanded his electorate and, you know, and he's going to get out more groups. And again, he lost the black people. He lost the black people to Hillary Clinton. And we heard that he was going to do something then. And then he lost the black people to Joe Biden this time. And it, it's crazy because he he did a lot to try to get out the the black vote, but it just you know yeah. we we not fucking with it. Practically, yeah. we're practical and we're not really fucking with him because he can't win. Yeah, so, like 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 you said, we pretty much fuck with him. I mean, people like some like his like platforms and shit like that, yeah. but it's like we look at you and it's like okay, you're not the one, you're not the one. Yeah. And before we get off uh off of like South Carolina, nothing I liked about what uh. Um, Congressman um, Clyburn said um, after Joe did his, uh, after Biden got his big win, it was like, yo, your campaign is raggedy. You're not running it right. Y'all don't have nearly as much money as y'all should. From this point on, you know, fucking, it was kind of like, nigga, I gave you life, bruh. Now, you and the DNC, whoever the fuck, get that shit together and get your campaign on track. And, um, like Alex said, uh, what, uh, Amy and Amy Klobuchar and Klobuchar. Well, we're not talking about Bloomberg yet, but um, Buttigieg and um, Stye, they were all out. And to set up with your next part, you was going into um, right before Super Tuesday in um, the big state of Texas, the second biggest um, um, delegate um, count from um, Super Tuesday. They had a big rally, and um, not only did they have Amy Klobuchar out there and um, Pete Buttigieg to give the support to uh, Joe Biden, Biden. they also had um, a guy who was an early favorite and a native son of a Texas, uh, Beto O'Rourke out there. All all like just it was like just such a big switch, like fucking 48 hours later, you got three of the. Well, more well liked younger candidates out there saying, nah, Joe Biden's the deal, you know what I'm saying? In a very yeah. important state. So, from there, you could take it to your Super Tuesday, Alex. Go with it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, normally we always record on Tuesday, but we felt that it was really important to really follow and give you a full recap of what happened on Super Tuesday. So, what I'll do is I'll just run down 
the uh, states that were actually involved in Super Tuesday and the winner from each state. We had uh, Alabama, Joe Biden won, uh, American Samoa. Actually, I probably should have looked that up because I still don't understand what that is, but we can probably get into it later. Michael Bloomberg won, Arkansas, uh, Joe Biden won. California, I still see that they're still counting, but Joe, I know you mentioned earlier that they were kind of calling that for Bernie. Yeah, everybody called that for Bernie really early, except for like MSNBC, which I like to watch. So I don't know what MSNBC is holding on to. I know they've been saying a big thing about um, before, like South Carolina, there were a lot of like write-in votes or mailed-in votes, and no. But hopefully, but so MSNBC is super conservative about when they Mm -hmm. drop, and so really what that means to me is that it's closer than what we may have thought it would be. And, you know, I mean, because I think we always kind of expected California to go for Bernie. I thought the weird thing about the Cali thing and that just to follow you up with the Beto thing is Kamala, we kept on waiting for her to step up and endorse Joe and she never did it. And I, I just think that's weird. But, you know, that's a thought out there. I don't know what it means or anything like that. I just think I thought it was weird that mm. right before Super Tuesday, she didn't step up and endorse Joe Biden. Wow. Um, Colorado went to Bernie, Maine went to Biden, Massachusetts, which is the state that Elizabeth Warren represents, went to Biden, uh, Minnesota went to Biden, North Carolina, where I'm at, went to Biden, Oklahoma, where <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is from, went to Biden, uh, Tennessee went to Biden, Texas went to Biden, Utah went to Bernie, and Vermont as expected went to Bernie, that's his home state, or rather state that he represents, and Virginia went to Biden. So he was the big winner on Super Tuesday. Um, which would does it, uh, is there a specific state we want to start at? I know I was looking at Texas a lot before. Uh, I, I'll say well, Virginia. Um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I think I think Terry McCullough coming out. Uh, listen, Terry McCullough is m- maybe the maybe it's not popular nationally, but I mean he's a staple in politics, especially in the Democratic Party. He was under. Clinton, the whole Clinton machine. He's part of the Clinton machine. And then he became the governor of Virginia. So he was super plugged in. So when he comes out and endorses, it was kind of a signal to me that, okay, there's something here. You know what I mean? Like, I I still didn't know, but it was that's a huge signal to me that, all right, Terry McAuliffe is going to endorse him. Then there's something here. So Biden winning Virginia, I think, was like a spark off or a signal of like, all right, he's going to have a good night. Yeah, it was like, okay, South Carolina, that momentum is definitely carrying on the shit. Yeah. And wasn't it also that he, uh, from a, um advertising standpoint, he this was the first time he had Obama in his ads as well? Well, we talking about Virginia. Um, he, I think he ran no ads in Virginia. Yeah, he, okay. ran, uh, none. he ran no ads. I'm not even sure if he like even had a significant like like feature there, or like, something like that. He was there like a yeah, time two, or two. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, he didn't he didn't like even run that shit there. Like that and that and that was a big like that was a big uh thing. Well, well I'm not talking about the endorsement, I'm just talking about like uh the lack of like money and like FaceTime he gave yeah. a lot of these states that he won. Yeah. A lot of it was on the strength of South Carolina and the fact that People were gonna vote. People wanted to vote for Joe Biden as soon as he jumped into the race, and he kind of fell off by, you know, stuttering and stumbling in some of those and being attacked heavily by some really great debaters um, throughout the debates and shit. 
But the fact that he really spent no money in a lot of these states that he really have any money to spend, and he won them, that was like that's just just part of this big fucking thing, man. You go to another name state. recognition, yeah. Name, but yeah, yeah, name recognition. But he banked on that, and then the 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 um what's the names? The debates didn't show up for him the way that he that he kind of wanted them to. Yeah. But then you know that South Carolina thing. First off. Clyburn, huge. Then, you know, then that momentum of South Carolina led to the Terry McCullough, huge. And then the Beto, I'm going to call that huge as well. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because he didn't have to win Texas. You know what I mean? Like it was. And so I call the Beto thing huge. Um, I don't know how that he won Massachusetts, but shit, huge. You know, I, I really don't know how he won Massachusetts. One day, we're, we're, like, I don't know if you know Joe or they broke that down somewhere. I have zero I mean, idea how he won. All, all, all I heard about the uh, the stuff in, like, Massachusetts was the fact that they said um, there was somebody from Massachusetts talking about how smart they were as voters. And um, that they also kind of got caught up in the fact that, okay, America's going to vote for, uh, America wants Joe Biden and they, they want uh you want more like a common influence and like this revolution and shit. So it's like just being smart voters. They were kind of making them sound like the black folks and shit. Yeah. Like yeah. these white folks in Massachusetts. So okay. that's a thing. And that was another like common thing I heard. Um, also with like uh, Virginia, they were talking about uh, like Northern Virginia. A lot of us know that uh, Northern Virginia, there's a lot of uh, people that moved there and shit, uh, white professionals and shit, because there's a lot of yeah, sure. government shit and all that shit. It's a good place to be around. Yeah. I almost thought about moving there, and they said a lot of, yeah, they said like a lot of folks that were like you know pretty solid Republicans because you know they're white, they're doing good in life, and they like mm-hmm. the conservative shit. It was like the contrast, like oh this Trump dude's a fucking idiot. Yeah, we can, we don't have to vote for him again. We will not. And yeah. like, and I think you mentioned it before a few times in the pod that Virginia's turning a lot more, a lot more blue than um, yeah, because of that. So yeah, I heard him speak the same shit you were talking about months ago. So, oh, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You go to another state, Alex. We, I guess you do a couple states before we go uh, on. Well, we, we could talk. Up, we could we could um, talk about the bigger states. So we can uh, go to Texas next. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went to Joe Biden. That went to excuse me. That went to Joe Biden. And I was just commenting on that because that was kind of the one I actually dug into uh, mm-hmm. deeply when I was looking at some of the counties and looking at San Antonio that was heavy for Bernie, and then also. The Austin area where actually Biden was like in fourth at one point. Just why, again, just looking at the different, the bigger counties in Dallas that was for Biden. Dallas and Houston primarily where you have the majority African-American community were going for Biden, but it was still close. Like mm-hmm. within, I think it was like about 50,000 votes before I passed out last night, going back and forth, not knowing if Bernie was going to overtake him in, in, in Dallas or Houston, which would have been a lot of delegates that would have went to him. And things mm-hmm. like that. So I thought that was I thought that was a I was I was kind of excited watching that because I was able to kind of watch that unfold like hour by hour. And I was going back and forth with you, Joe, um, yeah, you just talking about it because I was just like, yo, I don't know. It looks like he could take it. But by the time I woke up, you know, Biden really pulled away. And at that time, I think it was only about 50 uh, yeah. percent was in. And then by the time I woke up, I was like, OK, he got it. Yeah, yeah, because like when we said we when we started watching, it was kind of like okay, um, Bernie got this lead of about like forty thousand votes, and then like hour by hour, it's like oh, okay, we got the lead by like twenty five, oh, 19, oh, wait, 
then it kind of switched, and I think that Joe, I forget exactly what Joe took it by, but I think probably took it by like about 40,000 uh, votes or something. But that was like the big, like the big thing. I watched MSNBC, and they just kept talking about it, all the early voting, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like early, like, you know, like early in the morning or like the day before. It was people actually put in their votes and like a lot of people they try to be smart votes like oh well it looks like bernie gonna run away with shit so before like biden looked like he could win this shit in south carolina there were a lot of people that put in votes beforehand and uh, what's his name steve karnacki that's the dude's name right yes yeah he kept saying that's a man he kept saying he says it's early now so it's early you're gonna see the stuff shift and that's why he was like calling certain things like yeah um biden's probably gonna get this because from the early votes, Bernie's only above by only only ahead by this much. And the people that saw the South Carolina shit and felt the energy and and um, the endorsements and shit, they're going to vote more like towards Biden. And that was pretty much the trend. Damn near. I think every state that had like some kind of early voting and shit, it was like Biden just kept creeping up. And the Texas thing, yeah, it was major. And I, I think that you're definitely right. Um, Brian talking about the Beto shit because I kind of feel like Beto gave him that extra energy to like just push it above because he, he ain't he ain't body um, Bernie in Texas. Right, exactly. And, I, and, and I'll give you the and I'll give you the numbers real quick before you go. Yeah. Be um, Biden had seven hundred and forty thousand five hundred and thirty-five, and Sanders was six forty-five twenty. Um, one hundred and eleven delegates pledged to Biden uh, to one hundred and two for Sanders. Go ahead, B. No, I mean that that no, but. Really, it was just co-signing what Joe said. He didn't body mm-hmm. it, you know. So it was just that it, that little extra push. Like, all right, Beto, you know. Like, we were watching, and there were kids in line who didn't know who they were going to vote for. You know what I mean? So, like, they were in line to vote and didn't know who they were going to vote for. To, so to say that a Beto push didn't mean anything is kind of unrealistic. I mean, you could sway somebody in the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just right. thought it was I, I thought that was that was a um a major thing and it was ma- it was even more major because he he almost couldn't lose Texas you know what I mean because it felt like he was gonna lose California and mm-hmm. you didn't want to lose those two big states even you know it, it would have been hard to call it a momentum night yeah and that, that was a big and that was a big thing that he edged him out. And it was definitely Beto, and I thought, and I think it was also Klobuchar and uh, Buttigieg yeah. because they had like a, because young voters that, uh, some of that young vote that Bernie, uh, excuse me, some of that young vote that Bernie swore he had, like yeah. totally tucked up, you could see in like fucking New Hampshire and Iowa that some of that shit a little more went to Pete and fucking, uh, and, uh, and Amy because they want like old as shit. So like, just that the three of them and Beto on top of it really pushed it over and because fucking Bernie had fucking Texas and California like marked off because all the Latinos and shit, he get heavy yeah. Latino support and like all the college kids and all the shit. Oh, yeah, I got them. And uh, it was just a it was it was just a good shift, man. It was a big shift. Big yeah. shift. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, I go to Massachusetts next and only really because I want to kind of just talk about Elizabeth Warren, if, even if it's worth mentioning, because that, again, that is the state that she represents. And she came in third, again, with Biden winning, taking 32 of the delegates and Sanders coming in second, taking 25. And she did get 17. But I'm just I, I don't know if, if we can talk about it or if anybody can really speak to why does she fall off 
so much. And I'm and I'm really looking at Mass because that's a home state. But even when I was looking at the breakdown of every state, like she was sometimes even fourth behind Bloomberg in certain states, and she's been in it for the long haul. Where people yeah, but my nigga, yo, talk about you it. like this, talk, yo. Talk about it. Nah, it it ain't really as much as she fell off as that. These niggas rose and they showed that they was real candidates. Yeah. She she decided she wanted to be an advocate. She was never really gonna win. Let's just, just uh, right, like, right, right. Like we mm-hmm. kind of like I was rooting for it, and but the the voters kind of showed me a while ago that she was never gonna really win. All right. So, so what? She, but then she didn't really kind of help herself when she was sitting there, when it was time to attack Bernie, who occupied the same space that she did and was on the rise. She didn't attack him. She left him there and went to the Bloomberg station. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah. So now her supporters and the people who put money behind her got to look at her and be like, "Yo, are you serious? Like, are you really trying to do this? You know what I mean?" Like it, so, it, it was hard to take her serious while the rest of these niggas were rising to the top. You see a a, a Biden, and you see mm-hmm. the momentum. You got to you want to get on that train, or even if you was hyped over the Bernie shit, like you want to get on that train. You know what I mean? Like this, like even like you would have voted for even a a Buddha judge before you voted for her on a on a um a Super Tuesday, even though Buddha judge jumped out. But and I'll tell you why because at least Buddha judge won something mm-hmm. by then. You see what I'm saying? And it was just like she didn't show you anything. And then in the debate, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, if you're going to take somebody out, like take out the people who are in front of you occupying this space. And she wasn't serious there. So it was hard to back. It's hard to play with her like that. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to go and back her. Yeah. And the fact was, I think that um, me and Brian had actually mentioned like Massachusetts uh, in our group chat during the Super Tuesday. And he yeah. asked me how I thought it was going to go. And I believe I said that. Bernie was probably going to win it with like something in the high 30s. And then Elizabeth mm-hmm. might come in second around like 30 or 20 something. And Biden might be in like the high teens, maybe 20. Fucking yeah. Biden was the motherfucker at the top. And yeah. then everything moved down from there. And a lot of it had to do with the, like the momentum. Because honestly, I think that um, the people were talking about she's probably going to lose Massachusetts by a little bit to Bernie anyway beforehand and shit. But again, that momentum and shit and like the people said on TV said those mass some of those Massachusetts uh, uh, voters are like professional voters and shit. They're looking at like what's the real deal? Who's going to have to push and shit? Kind of like you know us black folks do when damn near every fucking state that we do our votes and shit. Like yeah. so it was it was like the momentum and plus like you said Elizabeth Warren did not do any credit to herself those last two debates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She decided and it's funny I would have thought that Bernie would have been the one to snap on the multi billionaire and shit but she just went hard on him and i don't know if she thought that this was going to get women to want to vote for her calling out the ndas and talking about all this shit yeah i think that they took like i think that either she did it or her team either she went off the rails or she said that her team was like yo we can get women if we talk about we can get women and poor people we talk about fucking this guy and his money i don't think I, I know that you're saying that, but I, 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 I said it before. Yeah. I do not think it was political. I know that everything mm-hmm. around this time period has to be thought of in a political lens, mm-hmm. but I 100% do not think it's political. I don't even leave a, a, a 0.1% yeah, yeah. for this shit because it yeah, is Fletcher her, her voice made it seem like yeah, it, it wasn't. It's been her entire <laughs> life fight against, okay, no, it's been her entire life fight against this type of person, mm-hmm. okay? So 
it, it, the, against the billionaire, against the guy that would do, would do the NDAs, against the guy that looked down at women like that. You know what I mean? That had been her entire life's fight. And plus, Bloomberg gets in the race solely to stop a Bernie or a her. Mm-hmm. That's why he's in the race. So she 100% took that shit personal and went at him personally. She's like, she probably looked at the number and was like, well, <clears throat> fuck it, he ain't gonna win. I'm gonna make sure, damn sure that. Yeah. So yeah, like so 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 I'm with you, man. I, I it I think like there's a little percent chance it might have been strategic, but for the most part, nah. You're right. She just it, it felt like a emotion and just like passion. Just I'm a fucking be on this stage twice with this motherfucker, and I'm gonna yeah. tell you motherfuckers why he ain't shit. Yeah. And she told motherfuckers why he ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, before I move on, I'll just give a quick recap, and I'm 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 reading this from CNN. It's just saying it looks like only 56% of the vote is in for California. I don't I don't that that doesn't seem right to me, but that's that's a live update. And right Big now, ass Bernie, state, yeah, uh, okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how it comes in. I was thinking that it would have been in already. I, like oh I said, no, no, like when no, like no, during no, the no, election no. coverage, they like we'll be lucky if we get the majority of this shit in by like the end of the week you know what i'm saying because yeah. they actually had people like mail in shit the day of and like all of a sudden they got paper ballots they got all kinds of other kinds of shit right and it's a huge fucking state and one yeah. thing that we've heard um uh, we've seen through a lot of the states especially in the big ones like texas and california you have motherfuckers waiting in line like three hours to vote yeah. fucking two three hours after the polls were supposed to close they were still left folks through their shit they had this one brother um, down in Texas. Uh, I saw him interview on MSNBC. The brother said he was yeah. there for about five and a half hours. Yeah. Wow. And shit. He said people, they brought like pizza and donuts and drinks for him to like chill. Wow. Folks was playing music. But motherfuckers was really about fucking doing their civic duty and shit because uh, I'm going to keep it a buck. Niggas had to work on like fucking Wednesday. I don't know if I'd have been out there, motherfucking yeah. like. I mean, honestly, I might have because it's so much about this particular election. Yeah, I feel like you would have. I would have. I feel like you would have. I would have, but I would have told everybody I know, yo, son, I was there for five and a half hours. I'd have told niggas I ain't talked to in like fucking like years, yo, son. Yo, Joe's nigga, five and a half hours to vote. But but also true, like, just to get back on what Alice was saying, yo, like, we get announcements of, of these states, but most of them we're not catching a whole hundred percent just yet. You know what I mean, Alex? So, I mean, it takes. It takes time, yo. You know what I mean? It takes yeah, no, I was time. just looking, I was just looking at that fifty six percent. I'm like, damn, yeah. it should be at eighty, but I got what you're saying. Um yeah. I'll just give a quick recap of the delegates right now. Sanders is right now in the lead with one million forty seven twenty eight vote, thirty three actually thirty three point rather thirty three point nine percent of the vote. Um he has hundred and thirty four pledged delegates. Biden in second with seven hundred and seventy six thousand with twenty five percent of the vote and eighty six delegates. Bloomberg is in third. Not that it really matters with 14 percent. And then Warren is there with 12 percent. Um, up next, uh, March 10th, uh, we have Idaho, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota and Washington. You guys are up next uh, for the next uh, Tuesday for the next vote. To, and Democrats abroad. I don't I don't know what that is specifically, so I can't speak to it. Is that meaning people overseas? Brian B or any, does anybody know? I don't know what that I is. Man, I'm that. assuming. Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, yeah, no, nah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are um you guys are up next to vote. Um and just before we move on from this, I do wanna say, because I 
I saw a lot of people saying that they were just sitting out this vote. And please realize this, this, the voting that happened on Super Tuesday was not about, was not only about the Democratic presidential primary. You also had judges, you had Congress, you had the House, you had uh, school districts Mm -hmm. that you were voting for as well. So when you say you're sitting out, you're sitting out on the most important part of voting, which is the local things that directly affect you. So when you when you ever hear somebody say they're sitting out, we need to be aware, especially the African-American community. We need to be aware that what else is on the ballot. It's not just about the presidential election. There are other things that directly affect you. We talk about gerrymandering and um, uh, 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 moving the voting lines and everything all the time. And these are the things that directly affect you because you're not paying attention to the full scope. You're looking at the big ticket and not everything else that is on the ticket that you need to vote on. So when your kid school district get changed or you get a judge in there that's out there against, you know, I don't want to say against our people, but, you know, throwing out, you know, giving out them football numbers when they should be maybe a couple of, you know, ones and twos years to get out of jail. That's the when you don't vote, you're that's what you're affecting. So you can't complain when things get changed and you looking around, say, well, what happened? That's what happened. You wasn't paying attention to the bigger scope of everything that you were voting for on Super Tuesday. Um so I just wanted to get that out because I saw a lot of people saying they were sitting there and I was just like, that doesn't make sense because it's too important. There's too many other things happening directly in your community that you know about that you can affect that change. Um, also, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday. I don't have the date. Uh, okay, actually it was March 2nd. Chris Matthews, a longtime host of Hardball, retired. And I'm going to read this, be reading this from the New York Times. Chris Matthews, the veteran political anchor, and host of the longtime talk show Harbaugh resigned on Monday night, an abrupt departure from television, his television perch that made him a fixture of politics and the news media over the past quarter century. Uh, Matthew 74 had been facing mounting criticism in recent days over, uh, over um, embarrassing on-air comments, comparison of Senator Bernie Sanders' campaign to the Nazi invasion of France, and an interview with Senator Elizabeth Warren in which the anchor was criticized for a condescending and disbelieving tone. <laughs> On Saturday, the journalist uh, Laura Bassett published an essay accusing Mr. Matthews of making multiple inappropriate comments about her appearance, reviving long-standing allegations about the anchor's sexist behavior. By Monday, his position at the news network helped build and uh, become attainable. So I'm sure even if you don't know who Chris Matthews uh, uh, may have watched the show, I'm pretty sure you've seen him on. Plenty of talk shows. Yeah, but hold on. Let's not just let that sit. No, no, I was going to go back to it. No, 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 but hold on. But that, that, okay, whatever, whoever wrote that article or that article, it's such bullshit because Chris Matthews always gets criticized for it. It's hardball. He presses people. He says says things all the time. And if you're on TV enough, like, you're going to say some wild shit. So it's not like it's the first time. So making it seem like that's the reason why it's over is some real bullshit. But, um, Alex, if you had anything else to go on, then I'll go. No, again. no, no. I was just going to just, you know, just say if you're not aware, if you never saw the show, I'm pretty sure you're aware who he is. He's been on plenty of talk shows. You've seen him before. If you just Google him, you'll see the face and know exactly who he is. Yeah, but he's old, yo. Like, and, and here's the thing. When I was, it's, it's, it's ironic because the day before he quit, I was chilling with my neighbor and I was just saying, like, we were just, he was just talking about Chris Matthews or, or um, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and he said he's he'd been a little bit off lately. And I was like, yeah, but he's old. And 
and I didn't mean like old as far as age, you know what I mean? Because I feel like, you know, at that age, you could still do that job. I feel like he's been on TV so long doing this type of job, like 20 years, 15 years. That's that's forever with this. He doesn't do hardball anymore. And that's and that's what I was saying to to, to my people. It was like, yo, Chris Matthews used to be you get on there and he's going to press you, rapid fire you. You know, what I mean, and, and you better stand up to that pressure. He doesn't do that anymore. He hasn't done that in years. I don't think he even has the ability to. And it used to be every show. You know what I mean? He was the Michael Jordan of this shit. He was just really that good at it. And he just doesn't. He, and then it just it went out. It just disappeared. And I just felt like that's just nothing he had anymore. And, and more, more and more often, he was just listening to, um, to guests and then like reinterpreting what they said. It was over. Yeah, I mean, the man old. I mean, he old as these motherfuckers running for president, yo. He's like 74, 75 years old and shit. And, um, yeah, man, like, I, I guess, over. yeah, it, it was over. And I guess it was the perfect time with the whole uh, little Nazi analogy and everybody getting up in their shit and on about Twitter and Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has a mob almost as bad as the beehive yeah, and but shit. he's been through that before I, I know but it was it was like you said he was just falling off it was his time yeah. he probably was kind of ready to step away and shit yeah um, but you know i mean shout out to chris uh matthews and shit he he had a damn good run when he was doing it um i, I mentioned like before we started talking about it he reminded me of tim russell i love tim russell a lot more uh was that meet the press and yeah, other yeah, shit that he, a lot of stuff on man uh, he passed away about 12 years back but uh after he passed away, kind of seeing like Chris Matthews was like totally okay, that guy. But like Brian said, like just wasn't the same, you know what I'm saying? So a man lost his swagger and he's out and no one feel bad for him, you know what I'm saying? Um they had uh was it Joy Reed in her in his spot tonight, and there's been a lot of talk that she might take the spot from uh, AM Joy on MSNBC. And she said some really sweet words about him when it was over because uh Nobody thinks this is a bad dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for real. The folks he worked with, like, I've heard, uh, I watched the shit most of the past couple of days, and everybody said, like, a little son, like, good about him and shit. He gonna write his books. He gonna still do what he doing. He gonna be all right. But, yeah, you know, that motherfucker out. You know what I'm saying? Hope Joy Reid do get that spot, man. I love to see that sister in, like, the prime time, kind of time of the, the shit, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Um... I know that Chris Matthews is very special to Anthony, though. I, know he I mean, I wish I, I, if if Rachel wasn't as liberal as she was, like yeah. I feel like she could get that spot because Rachel is really, really good. That. I was gonna ask as well. Too liberal, and she has the perfect spot for her. Yeah, for she, her, she has she has, she has Cali six. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like uh, like that's what you want. You want that Cali six p.m. if you if you're um a Rachel Maddow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, Ant. Did you want to speak on your friend? You want to speak on your friend, your longtime friend, Chris Matthews? Not my friend. Oh, I guess, I guess they have a falling out. Go ahead, All right, guys. Alex. Let's move on. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is real um, compelling content. Want to go? Want to? Want to move on? Uh, don't mean to laugh, but in turn, I want to. Let's talk. Get into the uh, coronavirus. Um, today. The uh, U.S. De- coronavirus death toll rises um, in California, announced its first coronavirus-linked death on Wednesday, bringing the total death toll in the United States to 11. Uh, and also, I saw that Gavin Newsom, I, I was watching uh, somebody in California, or one of the L.A. reporters were tweeting about 
what was happening in California, that there is a cruise ship that is off the coast of uh let's see i had it right here okay i'm sorry uh off the off the coast of california so the princess cruise ship with possible coronavirus cases on board headed to san francisco will be held off the coast until testing kits can be flown to the cruise ship and then the follow-up was that there were 21 people on board this cruise ship that was heading towards california that have been reported it's 11 passengers and 10 crew members it didn't say where it was coming from um but the, and I know also today Congress passed, I believe it was an eight billion dollar bill, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like eight and a half. Eight and a half. Thank you, Joe. Eight and a half billion to, you know, for to find a cure. So there are obviously across the country and across the world, well, everybody mad dash to try and find some type of cure or treatment. Go ahead, Joe. Let me say this. Right. The coronavirus. Right. Mm-hmm. From what I get, it's pretty like treatable unless you have like some really like bad like unless you like maybe you elderly or if like you young or if you kind of sickly or shit like that. Um, it seems to be like motherfuckers can pretty much treat the shit like the flu. And and here's the thing about we talk wow. about oh there's like well okay, okay a little bit more but uh, let me just get this out. Um, people talk, oh, it's like there was probably like 20 cases here, 20, 10 cases, here, this case is there. I was talking to like some folks at work just like shooting a breeze and we're talking about, OK, we're going to get more and more kids. They said they only tested like how many hundred people and shit. And I was telling my people, I was like, yo, when they actually get the kids out there, fucking it's going to be like fucking 100,000 motherfuckers with the shit. And it's funny, when I got home, I was watching the news, watching the news and Motherfucker was saying the same thing. Some doctor like, yo, when they get the kits in there, when they get like, they start testing like tens of thousands, a hundred thousand people, you're going to find out that there's like mad cases of the shit because the shit is spreading like the flu. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's just what it, okay, go ahead, Brian. Whatever. Yeah. So what I'll say, what I'll say is, I mean, so I agree with Joe on, on I, I don't, I, the flu is worse to be honest with you. You know what I mean? So here's it's the not. thing. It's hold not. On. Hold on. Um, Hold on, Anthony. And so I'll go and then you can go, okay? So so the, the flu is worse, and I'll tell you why. All right? So, well, let's talk about it, right? It's, it's The coronavirus is a virus, and the nature of the virus is to stay in its host. So it doesn't want to kill. Like, viruses don't want to kill. You know what I mean? But the, the problem with the coronavirus is, is that the symptoms are so weak, it's, not, it's, it's nothing that you would stress over unless you realize that you may die from it. And then by the time it hits you, like, it's like, boom, like, that's the problem. You know what I mean? The, the flu has more symptoms. Like, there, you could catch, there's 180 different types of colds. You can only catch each one once. And then they just, you know, they go away. You know what I mean? There's all different types. The same thing with this coronavirus. It's going to take some time to get a, um, to get a cure for this thing. You know what I mean? But it's not that strong it's just the problem with it is that it does have the ability to kill you so if china wouldn't have lied about this shit early on we would have been in a lot better the whole world would have been in a lot better shape now tell me why the flu is so much worse anthony well the coronavirus is worse yeah Yeah. talk about it It comes really really fast extremely fast the only reason why i know is because my father had it he had um surgery a few years ago and um for like a knee replacement so he's in a hospital went by there pretty much every day then one day they said you can't come in here if you do put on gloves put on masks put on this and so on and so forth so what's going on said he has a coronavirus said okay and 
So he's laying there in the bed, and I'm just talking to him. I'm like, is there anything all right? And he's just like, just shaking furiously. He's like, I'm just, I'm freezing cold. Like, I am, I'm dead serious. Like, he was begging nurses to bring him blankets. They had like five blankets on top of him. His fever got up to like 103. So, so when I was talking to him about it, he said, it's basically, it's like, you're right. It's, it's not as bad as people think it's going to be. I think with any kind of virus and the population that you worry about is definitely like the elderly more than anything else. The thing about this virus that it literally comes on so quick, like he was fine one day and it's like he caught the flu and like the worst part of it in a matter of, I would say eight hours, the temperature spikes up about a good four or five degrees. All of a sudden he's getting these chills and everything else. They had him isolation for about, I think six days. So it's, like, if you have the flu, like, it sucks, but, like, you know, it comes on gradually. It takes time. You can kind of treat it ahead of time. The, the problem with this is that it's literally just so rapid, it's hard to, like, deal with it. Like, when you're elderly and all of a sudden your immune system's already compromised because you're of a certain age and everything kind of goes awry, it just kills people literally like that. That's why you always hear, like, there's been cases of it, and then all of a sudden, like, people are dead within days because it's so difficult to treat because once it comes on... It's difficult to get out of your system. People of our age probably wouldn't worry about it if you get it. You might be out of work for maybe like a week or so just to keep you isolated, just to make sure you don't touch anybody. But I mean, it's still a dangerous virus. And I think that what we really need to do more than anything else is trying to stay ahead of it. Be aware of what's going on out there. You no, know, stay in touch. Don't pay attention to what's really going on in regards to what's like the media saying, but read about scientific articles, things that are speaking out in regards to it. I mean, it's nowhere near a pandemic as of yet. So I think to this degree, people are overreacting just a little bit. But the most important thing is like more than anything, just just make sure you keep your hands clean, keep your body clean. Just try not to touch stuff. Just don't panic yet because it's not anywhere near where it's being projected to be. Just be safe, be smart and just do the right thing. And hopefully this pass like everything else does. Well, let me say this, Anthony. Um, you said that your father, when was this? This was recently? Uh, you said about two years ago. Okay, well let me let me let me. Okay, is this you said two years ago? Yeah. Because the thing <laughs> about like, well the thing is with like the coronavirus, it's like there's like this the coronaviruses, right? And they're like yeah. the respiratory tract infections, and those include like the cold and shit. And then like you got the rare forms like SARS and all the other shit like that, and like this one now. So whatever coronavirus your father had, it was like one of those viruses. And of course, if you sit. Motherfuckers are taking out with the flu, nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how that shit goes. So it's kind of different, that one. And I guess this shit here, this is like a more severe one. But I guess it all comes down to the same thing. If you are like sickly, like your immune system is compromised or some shit like that, or you elderly, whatever, um, definitely, you know what I'm saying, be on that shit immediately because fucking any kind of respiratory tract infection might take you fuck out. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And um, but you know, like Anthony said, if you know you're not, then you know just try to wash your hands and shit. Don't be coughing on niggas. And um, you know we don't want to make light of the shit because um, you know it is like a higher, you know it is like on higher high alert and shit, and and maybe the incubation period is a lot faster or some shit. Maybe it's more severe, but you know hopefully they get they step up, you know, with these testing the people and shit. Because the main thing is it's like. If you're relatively healthy, you probably will survive. Like, like these deaths, like a lot. Of, I, I, I can't account to all of them, but it's like her oldest old motherfucker died that was already sick. Like, of course. All right, but here's the thing. Back to the thing that I said. Like, pay attention to symptoms these days. Mm-hmm. If if they seem weak, 
fuck that shit, still go to the doctor or the hospital and get your shit checked out. I think that's the signal because it is it 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 is one of those things that you know what I mean you would you would bypass and not take seriously. Right. I've been in the crib days. drinking water and maybe shooting yeah. side cam up my nose. And I guess that's that's about that. <laughs> but we're yo, God bless everybody that had lost their lives and uh, hopefully the uh the government will step it up because motherfuckers been kinda, you know, a little lax and shit, but hopefully they, you know, get these testing kits out here and, you know, Hopefully when everybody find out that about like a million niggas got the shit, they'll probably calm the fuck down a little bit. Yo. Or they'll probably get crazy. They're like, yo, a million niggas got this shit. We'll get some Zycam, nigga. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get some airborne the, shit, yo. Yeah, no, I just was looking at some of the places that we're at. I haven't seen anything in New Jersey. I don't know, B, you know, I'm pretty sure you're aware two people in Fulton County was diagnosed with it. We actually in North Carolina got our first person in uh, Raleigh who got diagnosed with it was a person that, that flew in from Seattle and he just was diagnosed uh, yesterday as the first case in, um, in North Carolina. So again, like everybody was saying, wash your hands and make sure you keep yourself clean as you always should be anyway, you nasty niggas. Nasty but, um, niggas. Oh, wash your dicks. Wash the, your um, nasty dicks. <laughs> the, um, the NBA released a statement that they're advising their players to do uh, fist bumps and not embrace fans openly and just you know to try and protect themselves and there was also talk which i know is bs but there was a talk in the ncaa for the upcoming tournament to do the tournament with no crowds which i kind of thought was weird and crazy but obviously that's not going to go through but that was being bantied around in the um in the ncaa for the tournament to see what they could do to kind of prevent you know the virus from spreading quote unquote and i don't know how that changes the here in North Carolina, being especially Raleigh, where NC State, UNC, and Duke are. So I don't know if that changes anything now that there has been an open case, but we'll keep you up to date if um, anything anything happens anything happens with that. Um, also wanted to talk about uh, the tornado in Nashville and, uh, you know, send our prayers out to everybody. Uh, I don't know if we know any, if anybody, if we have any fam. Well, I don't think we have any family in North, in, uh, excuse me, in, in uh, Nashville that I'm aware of. Uh, you guys may have, but just send out our, con- our condolences for those people who may have lost their lives uh, due to the tornado that hit Nashville and kind of, you know, as tornadoes do, just mass destruction um, everywhere. Uh, obviously, if you are interested in giving, you can go to your local Red Cross or look for any type of reputable charity that you can give to to help uh those people out because obviously a lot of people are displaced uh especially a lot of african-american people are displaced uh throughout that community so just want to send our prayers out to them i don't know if anybody wants to if we need to go in depth with this something i know it's just unfolded nah. amongst people oh. going through about tornadoes and such yeah now nah, tornadoes is a bitch yo um and uh now nah, i mean natural disasters this is just crazy i mean one day you just like you there, you got your shit next day. You don't floods, fucking hurricanes, all that shit. You know, it's fucking crazy. Yo, God bless everybody, man. And um, stay safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that means nothing you can really do when it's a natural disaster like that. But, you know, prayers out to prayers out to those who may have lost lives, may have lost their lives or may have lost loved ones. And uh, those that may have lost your home, but at least you're still alive. You can rebuild, hopefully have the correct insurance. Um, Want to talk about some shitty ass cops. <laughs> that were uh, sharing photos of the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash scene um, 
there were four cops that were allegedly that no, I don't want to say allegedly. They actually took photos of the crime scene. Excuse me, not the crime scene of mm-hmm. the uh, plane, the helicopter crash. <laughs> the accident scene, yeah. The accident scene, and then were sharing them amongst themselves and passing it around uh, from the January 26th unfortunate uh, passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the uh, eight other people that were on. Only the, seven other ones. Don't, don't give them extra. One. Okay, now nah, my bad. Excuse me, seven other people. You killed a whole other person out this bitch. Nah, 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 don't do that to me. Um, there has been an investigation launched into this. Uh, obviously, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's uh, uh, widow, has come out and you know shitted on them as well as they should be for that for that foolishness. I mean, I, we just live in an era where everybody's just trying. To, I don't know if they were trying to sell it. They said they haven't seen them sell it, or there hasn't been anything like that. But it's just, uh, I mean, can I, can I say something? Yeah. What's up, what's up? Oh, they, I mean, I heard the motherfuckers mention this on TV, and I was like, oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, maybe like it's insensitive or something like that, I guess. But if they're passing these little pictures amongst themselves of, a, of the accident scene, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't know what the pictures really look like. I assume it looked like a whole bunch of, you know what? Maybe, maybe, well, did you see bodies in this? Or was this the crash? That, that's what I'm wondering. Like, was it gory shit, or was it like, oh, this is where the plane crashed? I, I don't know. I haven't seen the pictures and shit. Let me not say what I was but I thought maybe just pictures of the helicopter I crash. mean, I, I feel like that's always how officers get down. I feel like that's the officer culture and shit. They look at shit like that, and you know what I mean? I mean, they ain't even the trophies man. and the whole thing yeah. and the whole, I mean, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Like, yeah, I don't really... It just seemed like more cop shit to me. Yeah, it seems like pretty. I'm not calling them shitty cops because yeah, like it's like cop shit. Look at it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like oh shit, like this shitty cops is beating and killing niggas. Yeah, like yo, on some real shit, it'd be like you know that's their culture. Like when Mm -hmm. if I if I take some pictures of a chick and show it to Joe, you know what I'm saying? Be like yo, check this chick out. Like they'd be (laughs) like yo, check this. The scene out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, like they, you know what I mean? It's just different, different culture, yo. I, I yeah. could different perspective. Yeah, ain't about nothing. Yeah, I mean, and Alex, they you were man when Anthony sent you them pictures of them bitches he had tied up in his basement and shit. You was uh, like, yo, yeah. it's like I like the brunette, nigga. Where <laughs> you get that one? Stupid ass nigga. Y'all niggas is crazy. On on some on some uh on some lighthearted and fun uh stuff that happened. Uh we had new music that dropped. It was lighthearted and fun. It was, but you know, still morbid a little bit. Um new music dropped on Friday and we had actually new music dropped today. Uh Little Baby dropped his album. Uh Drake dropped a new video. Uh, the one that everybody's been talking about in Marcy and uh, today actually free Santana, um, excuse me, Jules Santana. <laughs> oh, Why That's the name of the album, Jules Santana. Oh shit, I know. Oh, free Santana, <laughs> free Santana, <laughs> free Santana, and um, uh, from a house standpoint, because I do appreciate this group, but I'm not sure if you guys follow Disclosure. Dropped an EP. Nah, and, he's uh, a corny ass nigga guy. We ain't listening to no house music. Move on. From Jer- say that again from Jersey. You don't listen to house oh, music. Whoa, whoa, bro! I've been riding around listening to house music for the past real shit. No, no, no bullshit for the last like month for some reason. Yeah, I ain't like, gonna lie to you, Joe. <laughs> you listen to that shit in my house too, man. But, but, but I don't know what the fuck Alex was talking about. So I was just trying to Yeah, man. Now you you know them if I if you know them. But anyway, I'm yeah. just I'm just shouting them out. Um, 
I listened to the little baby. I'm actually, and I know I saw the um the button pull up that he had with him. Like I, I mean, I always like little baby, but you know, seeing it when you get to get an in depth interview with somebody and see something that's a little bit behind the scenes, that's not right. the typical twenty minute interview on the radio, or whatever, hour and a half of really talking to somebody and understanding what they about, their background, where they come from, why they do what they do. He doing. always he always be at my daughter um high school. He used to go there like from time she was high. The reason I know who this nigga is at all was because he'd be coming there like. Sometimes he even perform and shit like that, and, and she's like, "Little baby, that's how I know." I was about to ask you about high school, but never mind. I don't want to know. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna say. I'm gonna tell you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> were, uh, actually, little baby gave fifty thousand dollars to Booker T. Washington High School. I'm not, I don't think that was his high school, but I know he uh, donated fifty thousand. He out uh, here though. He, he be out here, like he, you know what I mean. He, he really and he really about his business too. I, I can said, give him credit for that. He said he he said they say, "Yo, I'm just out in these streets." He said, "I'm just yeah. I just." want the people to see me yeah um and everything like that uh and you didn't bring this to my attention i actually saw it but i didn't i didn't remember when we were going through the These list niggas found another chick <laughs> public, <laughs> public enemy has officially ousted well actually they've done this a couple of times but i'm yeah, assuming yeah. They're, they're trying to say they officially ousted flavor flavor from uh, the group Public Enemy for his views and quotes. Oh, on no. Sand. He wasn't touring with them for a while, though. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He hasn't yeah. been. This is not. they kind of been maneuvering, but he's been able to claim, the, you know, the name or whatever, but they're officially, quote, unquote, kicking him out. I don't know. I'll go to you, Ant, because I think you have more information on it. Yeah, we all talk about this. You know, go ahead, Ant. Right. Nah, just straightforward. I just, I just didn't, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, Chuck D owns the right to Public Enemy. He's been torn wherever as Public Enemy. And I mean, they're probably one of the most influential rap groups of all time. Yeah, I remember growing up listening to them, so on and so forth. And I think the problem really comes down to, I, I, for me, it's really like what they stand for and what their music always meant to me. Like it was a political message, it was always about something. Uh, by the community, uplifting people, trying to make change in the world, so on and so forth. And I guess, like, I, it it didn't sit well with me, like, of, of all the people, they decide to, like, do a performance for Bernie Sanders. I, I like, it, it's, it's just strange to me, like, I, I guess maybe Chuck felt like, you know, this is a guy that really stands for the ideals and so on and so forth that Public Enemy stands for, but... Like I said, they were political, but never really took a political stance. They were just always talking about the ills of the world and everything else like that and everything that kind of comes along with it. And for them to kind of do so and for it to disagree, it just it just doesn't sit well with me. Like, I, I understand they haven't been touring a lot, but you don't really think of one without the other. And all of a sudden, like, because... Yes, I of, do. Not really. Well, let me I say mean, this. I, mean, I, don't. I mean, you might. I don't. But I don't. You I don't. don't like, so you, you see Flavor as just a separate entity from bruh when i think about flavor flay the last thing i think about is chuck d i think about the brother what's the nigga santana from the um the exonerated five i think about his wifey and shit delicious i think about flavor love when i think about flavor flay i think about when that ugly ass crispy nigga went on fucking vh1 and did flavor one flavor love season one and then season two when delicious came out there with that thick old ass i found delicious delicious was my first woman crush wednesday 
on Instagram, and she and she said thank you for the love and support. I said anytime, and she was doing the walkaway videos. You need to do more of those and shit. And shout out to the nigga. What's the nigga? Santana. Santana. Uh, I'm about to say Cardinals. It's not Ray, Raymond. Raymond. Santana. Raymond. I'm about to say Merlin Santana. That was a nigga that played uh, Romeo on the uh, Steve Harvey show. He dead. But shout out to uh, what you say? This nigga named Raymond. Yo, shout out to Raymond Santana. He deserved that. You know what I'm saying? And they need to round up any other of the Flavor of Love girls that look like something and give each one of them to one of the exonerated fi um, five. If they don't got a woman already, if even if they do, they should get one of them. Flavor Flav was that to the culture for me more than Public Enemy. Yeah. That's because I came late on on the hip hop and shit. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas sixty but years also, old. I'm not but, Go ahead. But it's no. I I just don't want you to dismiss your point. Like mm -hmm. like it's not because you came late to hip hop. It's because that's how it is. You know what I mean? Like it. Listen, I yo know, listen, man. I was a big Public Enemy fan. I was a big Flavor Flav fan, being part of Down Public Enemy. You know what I mean? I always wanted to have the big clock. I used to put little little um long strings and, and draw the clocks and shit like that when I was young. You know what I mean? Like I know sure I'm sure a bunch of these other niggas was doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it was cool. You know? But I mean, they separated a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Chuck D has has separated that brand. From anything that that Flavor Flav had been talking about for a long time ago, Flav just seemed like a a, a, a caricature of of um, Public Enemy at a point in time. But he also transitioned into other things, you know what I mean? And all yeah. the things that Joe just mentioned, you know. So they they've been largely separate entities. That's why I haven't really considered those two those two entities together in a very long time. It's just two different styles, two different types of things they've been doing. You got a dude who is like just fucking just like a little celebrity icon on his own with his little style and shit and the clock and the whole thing. Yeah. And he was one of the first like really big like reality I, stars. You know, yeah, I hype man that shit, but I'm talking about reality shit. And, yeah. you know, that's where he led to me. And Chuck D, I knew they was in a group together. I seen it perform. I know some of the songs and shit, but it's like oh, always felt like. Was a hero to some. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so like Brian said, I mean, it don't hit me. I don't see like it hit anybody else that much except for Anthony. <laughs> Anthony cares, man. Well, I mean, but, but Anthony was dad was the first nigga to get the coronavirus. So that nigga, he he be he be first on a lot of shit. Well, but yeah, but what I also, but but what I, I I do, but I do think it is kind of lame that he made it like a thing. Over this Bernie Sanders rally, you know what I'm saying? I and wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have put out. I wouldn't have put out a statement. Not right and, now. And I think Chuck D kind of double back to yo, nah. It was about a whole bunch of stuff before that. This was not, no nigga. This was the last string where he said, nah, I don't play my music. There, nigga, it ain't your music. We gonna play it for this white man and shit, and we gonna be involved in the politics. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck him. And uh, well, nah, I can't say fuck Chuck D. I mean, can I say I fuck Chuck D? No, you don't want to say that, yo. I'm, I'm not gonna say that. Yo. How about I say fuck him? I mean, you can say because we say stupid nigga. shit here all the time. But, nah, nah. But, like, much respect to Chuck D, but the whole thing is like, like Brian said, it's kind of like saying, like, yo, man, we don't fuck with you, even though y'all niggas ain't really fuck with each other for like the longest, really like that. So, but God bless all them niggas, man. I love everybody, y'all. I want Biggie to rest in peace as well as Pac. Word. How you feel about Lionel Richie, though? Never mind. Salute to Chuck D. I'm always going to salute Chuck D. He was the first person to co-sign me to get on WBAU. And he's a Knicks fan. Shoe. Real nigga, so I'm, always, I'm always a salute to Chuck D. 
Uh, on the other music news, Megan Thee Stallion is suing her uh, label 15, 15, excuse me, 1501, stating that, uh, trying to get out of her contract and stating that the contract is unfair and needs to be renegotiated or terminated. And I'll just read her statement. Well, excuse me, the, the statement from uh, Pitchfork. Today, a district judge in Harris County, Texas, granted Meg Thee Stallion temporary restraining order request, which is designed to thwart 1501's attempt to prevent her from releasing new music on Friday, March 6th. The restraining order also reportedly prevents 1501 from threatening the rapper on social media. Uh, Megan is claiming that the, the lawsuit claims that the contract dictates that 1501 is entitled to 60% of her recording income with the remaining 40% being allocated to Megan. It's a, uh, the, she signed a 360 deal, which uh, 50% of her publishing is split. She only gets 30% of her touring, 30% of her merchandising, and so on and so forth. And she's saying it's not and her that team. sounds like a sweet ass deal. It is. It's uh, a typical. It's a typical deal. But go ahead, yeah. Joe. I'll, I'll speak in a minute. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, now nah, to me, it sounds like a pretty sweet deal, unless you was the one that was sitting there making these beats and rapping on top of these beats and out there selling shit out the back of your trunk, which I guess would be fucking. Uh, uh, would be fucking SoundCloud and fucking YouTube and shit these days. Like, um, I was shocked by like this whole thing, and I heard her like speaking on it, seeming like she was real hurt. But it's like, if you pretty much came from nothing, and these folks backed you and put you out there and put you in this 360 deal, and um, you mad that you ain't getting as much as you want now because you kind of blew up, then I mean, deal with it, like. Now she got put out an album, yo, and give yeah. him something to negotiate. She's not in the power position just yet. Yeah. She feels like she's in the power position because she's the name, mm -hmm. but she really hasn't put out an album, you know what I mean, to, for anybody to support yet. And that's, and that's when it's going to really matter, even though she's out here working and doing shows and shit like that. Yeah. She got put out an album. Yeah, I mean, she put all these like, projects. It's a, a mixtape. This is this. Like, yeah, put out like the, the real album and shit. Do your thing. And you can find your way out of the deal. I mean, I heard she's got management or she's fucking with Rock Nation. I know, like... It, it's, well, that's it's, how this happened. The yeah. Rock Nation, the one that looked at the, her paperwork and be like, yo, this is here? And she's right. like, I didn't know that that was there. You know what I'm saying? Lying. Then she Wait, went, there, went there to him and shit. Went there to him like, yo, blah, blah, Megan Stein doing this. And, oh, word, word. And shit. Then, like you said, and they went there. They looked at the deal and shit. Like, yo, like, thought you was this. Like, oh, what? No, they're doing what? The fuck out of here, yo. Yeah. You went. You went to college, girl. You went to college. Man. You, you should know better than this. You went to college, and your mother, who was a Houston rap legend, is the one mm -hmm. that negotiated your deal, and you was happy about it. Mm -hmm. But this is just a tactic. By, I don't want to say a tactic, but it's a, it's a, it's a normal music industry tactic to just withhold the money to bring you. 1501 in this case to the table to say what is it going to take to buy out of this deal that's really what it's about it's the same thing they're the same uh position they're taking with little uzi vert who's complaining about the same thing who's under rock nation and he's not putting in, as a lot of us know he's saying he's retiring and not putting out music because he nah, they put out the trailer for his album eternally but i'm no but i'm saying put out album in like three years and this is the reason why it was the same thing. Yeah, but I thought so, they solved that. I thought he got yeah, it. They solved it. They solved it, yeah. they solved it now. So we'll be, he mentioned it because Joe Button mentioned it. 
button in the uh, mission. I'm just making a point. That was that was little. Uh, nah, nigga, your button yeah. mission is so you like. Oh, I'm about to say this. Ain't no cool. reason to mention little Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason they mentioned little Uzi Vert was to prove that fucking Megan ain't fucking nowhere where that nigga was when he even had the problem because that nigga yeah, was yeah, yeah. streaming like billions and shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. You know, she still look good on IG, and she's going to get her money. She's going to be just fine. She just needs to, you know. I wonder how much work she had done. Hmm. I don't know. She didn't get the ass job. It looked natural. Nah, I don't think so either. But said she fuck with her nose? I feel like that. You see the rest picture. Yeah. She looked like, she looked like Gonzo wide. <laughs> she looked like. She like you. She was like, yeah. She was like, she stretched the guns on those. I don't know, man. It was for like assault. Maybe the person that she fought got some good licks in and puffed up the nose for the pit. It was her boyfriend. Yeah, you could puff up that nose. Oh, that nose looked like y'all puffed up and shit, man. Yeah, she got. Yeah, that nose broken. Nah, she ain't getting nothing done. She's right. still cute though. Yeah, she, she all right. Yeah, she look like Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that and keep uh keep tracking that. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't no, no, the election. No. <laughs> Wait, bringing this chick up again. She's uh she's dro- still like this. She's dropping new music now that she's got the restraining order against them that she can go ahead and release music. She's supposed to be dropping new music on Friday. We just want uh, twerk videos. All right, go ahead. Uh, on the, some TV. And movie, actually, well, not really movie. I don't know what came out, but I know we always like to always give a full life update. I have, I still haven't seen it yet. I don't, and and I guess B, I think you've been keeping up with it as yeah, well. Yeah, I've been watching it. Yeah, me too. It's been three episodes. Okay. Yeah, ain't been shit to watch, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, they ain't had one this week, and not gonna have one next week either. They're gonna come ah. back I think, um the yeah. week after that. Yeah, the last one was kind of cool. Nigga lost. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes you frustrated about the legal system, I guess, you know, because he, he was he was um, trying to defend somebody who got too many years. And like the judge in seeing this and being seen with being prevented with a, a, a presented with a strong case still was like, nah, the nigga got served the years, even though the facts wasn't right because of some legal shit. And it was like, that's that's the shit that's frustrating me. Like, you know, what I mean, it just shows you how you how they could screw you and they don't really care that they can screw you they'll get caught mm-hmm. in the procedure of screwing you yeah, like they, they didn't even so treat him like a real person like all right fuck the fact that um you may have an issue with the way the lawyer is doing things like there's a person right here that's been in jail and doesn't need to be for this amount of time i mean i, I don't know that's the shit i get from that oh yeah no nah, that last one yeah that last yeah. case was like yeah it was like some bullshit and it's a brother too yeah. Brother, shit. I mean, that, that don't matter, I guess, with the robe on the shit. They all be how they be and shit, but, like, no, nah, I mean, it's, 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 it's it. And, yeah. and he did that, yeah. Well, I mean, the show, I think the show was still holding up. I'm still interested in the story. Um, okay. I'm not going to say it's, like, the dopest show ever, but it, it keeps you uh, keeps you involved it's in something shit. something to watch, yeah. Yeah, something to watch and kind of want to see the... Uh, my, my main thing, I'm kind of watching dudes' moves and shit, see... Different little slick shit he getting over. And I mean, Joy Bryan's son to look at, even though she old. Well, not she ain't yeah. old, but she older. But she's older, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What you think, uh, Ant? You been following the show, too? 
Word. <laughs> uh, Joe, you wanted to talk about Sonar. My pronunciation. Oh yeah, Brian. Brian put me on to uh, this show, South African show. Uh, I've been hearing that it's the first like internationally distributed uh, scripted show from Africa or whatever. It's African made and. Um, yeah, but Brian had mentioned it, and I'm like, the fuck is this? And I went there, and it was the first shit on my um, Netflix that we should watch this. And um, I mean, do you want to talk about it first, Brian, or you want me to? Nah, get- I mean, you can get into it. Oh. I don't really have a lot. Yeah, like my my thing is, um, I mean, the show the show was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's about six episodes. I think episodes are about like about 45 minutes or so. And uh, the basic premise is it follows um. Falls young woman, probably in like a mid 30s. She's like a spy or whatever for whatever the fuck agency in like South Africa and shit. And um, you pretty much just follow her as she's like uh, working through this case shit or whatever. But I mean, the main thing about her is that she is the daughter of um, of a slain uh, civil rights activist or militant or something in uh, South Africa. I think, of course, it's, I think it's fictional and shit. But yeah. uh, so I mean, it's a. Uh, it, it's real. my main thing about it, it has a has a good villain. Uh, there's a, there's a good villain there. There's a bit of a love story there. Um, it, it felt like Africa. You know what I'm saying? It felt like yeah. I guess South Africa. It felt yeah. like real authentic, and it's beautiful because like, I mean, um, it's like this beautiful African women. It it just, it just felt it just put me in a place that like. You know, like I've never been, but it felt it felt like they it felt authentic. You know, that's all I can really say about it. Like it also didn't make it. It also didn't make villainy obvious. Like like yeah. who's the obvious villain here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and who's doing the right here and who's doing the wrong here? I mean they 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 never made that obvious. Yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah it's just pretty much how she's moving as the the daughter of this. Uh, seemingly beloved like militant leader or whatever or figure and she's like around these people that were like militant with her mother but a lot of them are living real comfortably and shit you know what i'm saying and it's just she's trying to figure out who's who you know what i'm saying and figuring out who didn't support her mother who was the one that got the trigger pulled on her you know and um with six episodes uh it felt it felt it felt good um season one hopefully it comes back for like a season two you know, I, I I care to see what what goes on with um the rest of the characters, and I just love the blackness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all the shades of blackness. I mean, she she's um the star of it is a uh, Pearl Tusi. Um, she's kind of like fair skin, light skin, or whatever and stuff like that. Uh, but she's still a sister. You know what I'm saying? It is what she got the big head and all that. It's beautiful. But you see all these other like beautiful sisters of color, like dark skin, all these all these shades, and you see the brothers, and you see black people. You see, you see black elite, you know what I'm saying, and you see this all this shit. It, 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 it's it's good to watch, you know what I'm saying. To actually, see like some some black shit, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and and you know, if you guys watch Queen Sono, and then if you get a chance, watch Shadow too. It's also on Netflix and also an African TV show. Pretty cool. Dope. Um, I just wonder. I just looked up a few things about it. It's actually currently sitting in the top ten most watched series in the U.S. on the Netflix chart, so it is. And they haven't, uh, like Joe, I'll allude to what Joe said as well, they haven't confirmed the season two, but everybody says, and I'm reading this from Entertainment Weekly, it's likely that they're going to get one since it's sitting in the top ten, and 
Um, Netflix has a stronghold on Africa where they're bigger than Amazon Prime and all the other uh, digital outlets over there as well. That's why they're commissioning so many. And if you've seen on Netflix, if you look at any of the movies, you get a lot of a lot of the African movies that are coming up. It's because Netflix is really taking an investment uh, from a um, digital standpoint, TV standpoint in Africa. So you're getting shows like Queen Sono and others, hopefully that will also break through as well. Um, yeah, another, and, uh, what's her name? Pearl Tusi. She, she's Pearl. fine, yo. She's fine. Okay. So I um, also want to quickly mention um, Judge Judy. She's ending her show after 25 years. The richest woman in television making $37 million a year off of her show. That's going off yep. of the air. Uh, and damn, I have one more thing I want to talk about. I can't even find it anymore, but that's all right. Man, fuck Judge wow. Judy, yo. Yeah, I really didn't give a fuck. I seen her do some niggas dirty, so she fuck her, man. She ain't black excellence, yo. Yeah, she say stupid shit. She's too bold sometimes. And all them sisters had some fine sisters that was judges on shows and shit. Why they ain't get the bag, yo? Why they ain't get the bag, yo? Nah, I'm good. Fine sisters, fuck her, man. She should have been past that torch, yo. Uh, Yeah. I know what I had. The uh, the proud. If anybody remembers the proud family, let's get the reboot on Disney Plus. Just so that that's what's up. But I hope they I hope they draw it. I hope they don't do that whole digital thing that they be doing to mm. a lot of these cartoons and shit like yeah. that. Be looking all fucked up. But yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's black excellence. Yeah. Um, on to sports. Uh this past week. Excuse me, last week rather, or starting on Thursday that went into over the weekend. We had the NFL Combine. Uh, the, uh, for lack of a better word, the, the NFL meat market where they just prod and pick over you, <coughs> like yeah, uh, prod pick over you. Like one of the uh, players that kind of jumped on about prodding niggas meat, huh? Okay, um, that kind of jumped out off the screen, and a lot of people talking about is Isaiah Simmons, and actually, and I'm mentioning him because a lot of people saying the Giants have four should take him because of his uh his play and we know what you guys need on defense as opposed to as it is mocked right now taking a Nah, we taking mellow ball, yo, LaMelo ball. That's who we taking. Gonna make him the quarterback. Go ahead. Okay. Um so then the Knicks named Leon Rose their president of uh, basketball oper- yeah, I'm saying that correctly. President of basketball operations. I don't know that where that leaves Will at, if he's staying in the same position or not. But he's been named a Knicks uh, president. Huh? Worldwide Will. Who's Remember Will? they hired? No, Worldwide West. West. They never hired. Oh, they my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Worldwide West. Yeah. Yeah. They William never hired. Yeah. William Wesley. Worldwide West. So you're saying they didn't hire him? Nah. He no, just they know. never hired him. Oh, okay. So that was just a. I guess they reported that wrong or whatever. But all right. Well, either way, was, Leon wrote. Wasn't even Leon. really a report. All right. Well, no. Nah, yeah, they were talking about. You it was a rumor. Like it was like, yo, West. you might 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 bring William Wesley with him, but the, it was always Leon Rose was was the hire. Right, and he's now the president of the Knicks organization. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Oh, yo. Yeah, I mean it's whatever. Gotta see how they it all shakes up. Something. Yeah, like I mean they, it's like they said we're they follow. Fans. We've seen all this shit before. Yeah, I mean they bring him in. They say they're trying to I guess follow bringing in like you know the high profile agent like I guess Rob Palenka with the Lakers and whatever the fuck nigga from uh, Golden State and wherever the fuck else he did the same shit 
know what I'm saying? See if they can use their connections with players. And There's niggas use... who do it well, niggas, yeah. niggas who do it poorly. I mean, I think Leon Rose has the connections, and we'll see how it mm-hmm. works out. But there's no, there's nothing really to say, like, you know what I mean, as far as anything else. Because as a Knicks fan, nigga, I've seen huge hires. I've seen hires from within. I've seen hires from without. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, show and prove, my G. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'll, I'll see how you draft this summer. I'll see what kind of moves you're able to make. You know, I show mean, me we're on the right path for something. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing like they get like super gassed about it. It's like, okay, yeah. it's a direction. You know, I've seen Isaiah Thomas, this motherfucker. I love Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Seen Phil Jackson, one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time, maybe the best. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, now we got Leon Rose. Good for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. Or um, yesterday, I'm sorry, two days ago, I believe Spike Lee had an altercation. I don't want to say altercation, but he had a, a little bit of a kick. It up was an altercation, though, with um, the New York with the New York Knicks uh, security staff when he was trying to enter where, according to him, he has entered for the past 28 years through the uh, special employee entrance to go into the building to his to his seats, and they were trying to redirect him to make him go in another direction. And Spike, to what he was saying, he said he was unaware. Nobody ever told him he had been coming that same way for the past 28 years. Nobody ever reached out to him. And he felt offended that he was told to be pulled off the elevator and go in a different way. And there was a bit of a kick up. And obviously, Spike, you can hear, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen the video where he says, you're going to Charles Oakley me. He said he put his hands behind his back as if he was to be arrested if they were going to take it that far. And he did get to a seat he was there for that specific game. Yeah. He was there for that specific yeah. game. Like I watched the, I literally watched the game <laughs> and like heard the the stuff um about it like while the game was going on. And it was like you could watch Spike and, and you would never know anything happened. And like he was just there, like it was a normal shit. So I didn't really think anything of it, but I think the only re- and he even said this, the only reason he responded is because the Knicks responded. I have no idea why the Knicks responded. I have no idea why the Knicks even put out a report about this shit. Like it made no sense, but they did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then Spike used his platform to go on first take. But yeah, Spike was, I mean, Spike was dramatic as fuck, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, just go to your seat, my man. Like, all right, you don't want me to do here, but listen, I'm here now. You know what I mean? We worked that shit out later. Something like that, man. Even if I'm beefing with these niggas, I ain't putting my hands behind my back and bringing up Charles Oakley's name. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, we're talking about going through a, a, an entrance. And then he also went on, when he was on first take, talking about he never shook his hand, and then the Knicks trolled him by putting out the picture of him shaking his hand. So on and so forth. Yeah. We back and forth. I mean, the fact is, and shit, why would the Both the niggas sound petty, but the Knicks sound stupid, and they it's look a huge petty. organization. Yeah, yeah. and the they do not look. I'm I, sorry, my bad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's the problem, man. I mean, like you said, they huge organization, man. They look almost as stupid as fucking Donald Trump on Twitter talking about the little dumb shit he talk about. It's like Spike probably could have handled that shit a little better. You know what I'm saying? Putting his hammer yeah. back, talking that Charles Oakley shit, and also the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? With a nigga like Spike Lee, who's pretty yeah. much like super uh, fan, he is the he's brand. A super, he is the brand. He's the mascot. He's the fucking billboard. He's on first take talking about 
how the Knicks did them dirty and shit, wearing hella Knicks gear. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like they they, they going to squash it and it's going to be cool. I wouldn't have responded if I was the Knicks. I, I know. It's, it's so frustrating. Here, let me just say this, y'all. It is so frustrating as a Knicks fan. Like, they make Spike look so much better in this. That's another thing, okay? And that's why, like, if you put it both in, put both of them next to each other, it's like if Spike would have, if, if all of this would have happened and it would have just got reported, okay, then it would have, it would have kind of went away. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have been such a big deal. They'd be like, oh, there's a problem with Spike and blah blah. blah. Spike might have, might have responded. Um, oh, it was no big deal. I just wanted to get into a different um, entrance than I usually get into and we squash mm-hmm. it. You know, Spike would have stayed low. Spike had to respond when the Knicks put out a response. If the Knicks would have said anything, all they should have said, if they had to say anything, was that they it was a misunderstanding. Laughable. They should have said it was a misunderstanding with Spike Lee. We value Spike Lee as much as we value people that are part of the right. organization officially because right. he is one of our biggest fans. And he is one of the, like the most notable figures. He's a fucking legend in New York and fucking worldwide. The first Suck sentence that was, niggas. "It is laughable yeah. that Spike Lee and Albo's like what the fuck." It almost if 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 I wasn't reading it from Nick's underscore PR on Twitter, then I wouldn't have believed it was from the Nick's PR staff. Mm. That's a fact. Well, it looks like they didn't consult Steve Stout on that. If he's supposed to be the Whatever they hide him for with fan out. That's why. Took- that's why when you ask about Leon Rose, Alex, there's not mm-hmm. a not a lot there because we need to see something real from from Stout. We need to see something real from Rose, and there's not enough time. But there's no reason to be optimistic until we actually see something. We are in the trust but verify stage of Knicks fandom. We want to see shit. If you aren't showing us shit, there's no reason to give you props or say anything good about you. Mm-hmm. I see shit from Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett. And that's sick. Rest of these niggas kiss my ass. <laughs> One hundred. Word up. Uh, I was why actually. Well, y'all gonna laugh at this. I actually watched the NBA yesterday because I was at the gym, so I saw the um or whatever day I was at the gym, and I saw the the Pelicans get thumped by the Wolves yesterday. And then I was yeah, again. I was, I'm always listening. I think it was yesterday they did. They got thumped by the Wolves. Was it, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? Whatever day it was. I know it was either the last two They're days. They're playing right now. But go ahead. They, no, I don't mean to uh, jump on your story. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just going to say that they lost They lost to the they lost to the Wolves without uh, Carl Anthony Townsend. From what I understand, they're actually in the race for the eighth for eighth place, and that was just a bad loss without Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, and Malik Beasley and... Uh... Yeah. And um, D'Angelo Russell, they showed up. They lost by five, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. I'm looking at it, yeah. Oh, damn. And now they got to play. He, they're playing um, Dallas tonight. Yeah, on a back-to-back, and Zion is playing uh, his, first yeah. back, his first back-to-back. That is kind of ill with them. They lost. I'm, I'm looking here. I'm, I'm just looking at, like, um, box scores and shit. It looked like they didn't get much from their bench, um, the Pelicans. But, like, all the starting lineup except for favors kind of bald and shit. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was it was a second quarter. They scored like four, Minnesota. Their defense was just trash. That's really what happened with the Pelicans. They let they let them score like fifty points in the second quarter, something like that. Um, I wanted to ask a quick question about Westbrook. So I know he just got um he got a uh, he didn't get played a month. Actually, LeBron got played a month, but mm-hmm. I guess they were Houston has tweaked their team a little bit now that they're running with the small lineup. 
and it's now allowed Westbrook to be a lot more efficient. He's taking less threes. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's him or if that's the coaching. And I and obviously I don't watch the NBA that no, much, but I'm just asking you guys, is the is the team looking better? Because I was like, wait, how you get rid of all your bigs and you playing, you know, yeah, PJ, whatever name. I actually saw them, yeah, they look better and shit. The only yeah, thing that they, they, they I think they last game, I ain't see it, but the Knicks beat them. Yeah, so. but, <laughs> but but uh, but here's all right, I, I don't want to get into that one because I mean everybody's gonna say, well, it was because of the Knicks, whatever. But I mean, let, let's just in general, they look better. Okay. Um yeah. It was Harden and Westbrook having to learn how to play with each other and off of each other, and they kind of, like, figured it out. You know what I mean? And Westbrook has figured out that he can get his anytime in the offense, even when you just let Harden handle the rock the whole game. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of that's kind of what they figured out. And, you know, you got Eric Gordon in there and, and the rest of these guys, they're they got Covington there and all these guys can hit the three and they're all and PJ Tucker and they all can rebound. You know what I mean? They'll get re- out rebounded. And that's a lot with a lot of what the Knicks ended up doing to them. They out rebounded them and they matched them shot by shot for the three. Um, so they'll, they'll get out rebounded, but I, I think that they're going to be a tough out in the West. And I think Houston could beat the Lakers. Y'all. Yeah. I think the Lakers should be scared about that. I don't think Houston can beat, the Clippers, but I think I, it's a fun series. It's a series I want to see. Yeah. Motherfuckers was giving them some work the couple games I saw when they did. It was weird, you know what I'm saying? It's weird yeah. that P.J. Tucker be that dude, but you don't need it, you know what I'm saying? Like They pick their spots. Like, yeah. Like, you, like you'll, you'll, they, they're just really smart about how they score because it'll be like, oh, you're up five on them, and you think it's, it's good, and then all of a sudden it's like, the Harden show, then the then the Westbrook show, and it's like once they get going, it's hard to stop, and then they'll just chill, pick their spots, let you let you try to do what you're gonna do, and then just go on a huge run again, and then in the fourth quarter, it's like, but they don't have they 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 turn stamina off on on um on NBA Live, and they just go at it, yo. Mm. Word hard well, um, move on to LeVar Ball, and I'm mentioning him because he's just been making the rounds with the rebranding and re-release of Big Baller brand and their new products. He's been doing the media round, and I just, you know, I'm, you know, sorry, Aunt, but I'm just always going to salute a black father that talks his shit and, and backs it up with what he does with his children, mm-hmm. and he's going to have another kid, hopefully, probably in the top. I would assume the top three. Black dad like that. Uh, I'm assuming um, Lamelo will probably be taking more than likely be taking in the top three barns. As of right now, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's and then also like like Jello, if I'm saying his name correctly, just got signed within the last week or so to the Oklahoma City G League team. Yeah, so he all- was he was on a practice squad um, since like around the end of last year, and he practiced him for a while, and they finally. Gave him a little a contract to finish out the last 12 games of the season. Shout out to him, man. Oklahoma City Blue and shit, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and I want to say something, man. It's ill that that boy made it to the league. I mean, even to be to, to a gen, to like a real, like, I know he played overseas for a little second and shit in that little setup thing that they had in Lithuania or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, his brother, his younger brother um, is out there and um, 
was out there in Australia doing his thing, and like we said, he's going to be a, a high lottery pick. But this guy was written off for, like, dead, and the fact he's actually within a, like, real NBA, like, fucking affiliated, like, league shit, that is, like, just fucking major, man. Like, yeah. even if he, even if this motherfucker just don't do anything after this, I mean, it'd be kind of sad, but it's, like, it's dope, and I dig it, man. I dig the fact that, um, yeah. I didn't watch the whole shit, but I saw the clip when, um, LeVar was on, um, with Skip Bayless and, um, Shannon Sharp and shit on Undisputed, talking about how, how Jello gonna be the fucking, gonna be in the NBA one day and lead, 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 lead scoring. scoring. <laughs> and that shit sounds silly as shit, but, yeah. like, I, res- I respect that, you know what I'm saying? I respect that. And I love the fact that he's focusing on Jello. You know what I'm saying? Right now, and I guess maybe probably LaMelo when LaMelo comes in. Hopefully you don't focus too much on LaMelo. Just stay on Jello. Because um, after Lonzo got out that spotlight of L.A., he seems like he's been getting more and more consistent. You need to work on that shot, like Brian been saying. But, like, he's looking good, especially having Zion to pass that ball to. So, I mean, I just love the fact that this man, like, rides for his kids doing business and his kids are actually showing and proving that you know it's so weird to like not like a dad who's <laughs> yo anthony tell us why you hate lavar ball so much i don't shut the fuck up <laughs> why did you yes yeah, why did you then? maybe you stopped why did you dislike him yeah why did you dislike him before it wasn't really a dislike. It was more in a sense that just just let your kids be whatever they're going to be. Don't try to create and do a brand around them, distracting from the narrative. Let, let them be however they're going to be. And they're, de- they're going to develop the way that they're going to with or without him. He got them to a particular mm, level. I don't know, man. I don't know. Nah. I mean, so you said that if Joe Jackson and shit, and like, yo, what would happen to Mike? He'd probably still be alive, but his nose would be hella big. He'd probably be mad chubby. He probably would be like trying to vote for Bernie Sanders because he can't get a job at like some like auto plant no more. It'd be crazy, man. Shout out to Joe Jackson and fathers like that. They push their kids to be better. You know what I mean? That's all I got to say. Because you got to look at it, and I mean, just to put it in layman's terms, where you have a coach and you, a player on your team, does. Certain players get to the maximize their potential without having a coach to push them. You that's the same thing as being that's no different than being a parent. You push your kids to be great because if you leave them to their own, they're only going to go as far as they think they they don't know how far they can go. They only living in that 19 year old or however 18 year old, however old uh, Lamelo is. He's only looking at himself as 18 years old. He's not thinking of the bigger picture. His father's giving him the bigger picture, King. <laughs> and you got to think, when you was hating on him doing that with Zoe, Zoe was a fucking teenager, like 19, about to be maybe 20, some shit like that. So, they were still kids. Yeah. It was still kids, man. Man. Mm. So, it's like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> fucking, man, fathers, man, I salute to the fathers, man. Salute Word. to the fathers. Word, no doubt. Um, just want to run through a couple of birthdays real quick. Happy birthday to K. Michelle and shit, y'all. Yeah, I was about to say happy Even birthday to K. Michelle. Straight. 35 years old. Ja Rule is 44. Lapita Nwango's 37. Method Man of the Wu-Tang Clan, 49. Harry Belafonte, 93. Uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey, 58. And Tone Loke, 54. Oh, yeah. Um, and, oh, y'all. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
I can't even believe y'all niggas forgot about this. The dopest nigga birthday on Friday, too. Dun, dun, dun. Me, nigga. We didn't forget. Nah, yes, you did. <laughs> nah, nigga, you on my Anthony Facebook shit. Anthony was going to sing happy birthday, the Stevie Wonder version and shit. Nah, Lionel Richie, the Lionel Richie version. There's a Lionel Richie version. Oh, oh, wait. A couple things before we go. Um, I just saw this, so I want to shout it out. It is, uh, I believe it's, if I'm not mistaken, I want to make sure I say it right. It is Women's History Month, and FedEx just named their new CEO a black woman named Ramona Hood. She becomes the first black CEO. <laughs> Why should that be Hood, though? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's her last name. <laughs> That's her Fuck name. that. She should marry a nigga and get a different last name. What's that? Yeah. And, and Friday, I said this last week, so they're going to get ready to clown me, but let me get this out for y'all clown me. Last week, I did say Kiss Eye was coming out. It was pushed back. It is definitely coming out. Um, this Friday, Ignatius. On Brian's birthday. Yeah, um, birthday. yeah they, they pushed it back from B's birthday. <laughs> but for real, you know what I'm saying? The album I'm waiting for, and do respect the kids, because I mean, obviously everything Alex said before and his man's enough, you know what I mean? But yo, Jenny Ayako album is going to drop an album for me on my birthday. I mm-hmm. want everybody to go out there and grab it and check the sounds. You know what I'm saying? She She's using, um, she she's using um Bando Rays in the background, you know what I'm saying? From from the Buddhist bells and shit like that. You know what I mean? You might not hear them overtly, but they're gonna chill you the fuck out when you listening to the music. Mm-hmm. And they in every song, you know what I mean? So it's some real shit. She doing that for me because we real niggas out here, all right? Um I don't know. I think we covered everything. I don't know if we have anything else. Yeah, Anybody done? Fuck Lionel Richie bitch thing. ass. All right. You said, you said it's it's Women's History Month. Yeah, that's that's March. Mm-hmm. All right, so I want to give uh, congratulations to I always mispronounce the name. I'm talking about it for two days. Wanjiku Gatherer. Any you gentlemen know who she is? Oh no, do enlighten us. I well maybe they know. Nah, I don't. Enlighten us, please. She goes to University of Connecticut. She's the first black person to receive both the road no, to receive the Rhodes Scholarship, the Truman Scholarship, and a Udall Scholarship. Hmm. All three. What's her IG? <laughs> I don't know. Look it up. What spell the name, please? Hey, spell that shit, yeah. <laughs> you said well, she would, but would you No, no. Do you keep keep going? I think Wanjiku, W A N J I K U. So you was ready with that. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, she's fucking pretty as shit. Pause. This girl is pretty as oh, shit. She's wow. young, so why pause? How old is she? No, that's what she said. She's pretty as shit. She's she's a she's fucking probably of age. If she got all these fucking rose scholars and shit. She's probably like twenty something. She look okay. young, but she's a pretty girl. Okay, all right. You got? Say that wow, I mean, I ain't say so, but you know, she's a beautiful girl. Damn, shout out to her, yo. Yeah, put her in the put her in the thing so I could look because I'm not gonna be typing in all them letters and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, as always, you can <laughs> that's wild. Yo, uh, damn, I forgot the damn clothes. Um, as always, you can get at us on IG at the better than you pod. Salute to Joe for always keeping our IG on point, getting all our clips and everything like that. I gotta make sure y'all y'all comment so we we interact with y'all. We can't wait to get we can't wait to get the smoke. As but as I always say, we want all the praise and all the smoke. 
Until next week, peace. Oh, she is cute. Yeah, gorgeous, she called herself Wawa. She, 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 she was real. You gotta say Wawa. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yo, and I know him. Follow her on his secret IG, yo. Uh, yeah, that nigga. You be looking for a location, yo, with her location. Word up. Uh, yo, so what they, is her location? They arrested that. Ch- they arrested um old boy, whatever that nigga name is. Oh, we still recording. Yeah, we can still get that in there. Uh, oh, you talking about Nicki Minaj's husband? Yeah, I wasn't gonna talk about because I didn't really look it up. I just saw yeah, it. Yeah, fuck that nigga. Yeah, he wasn't registering for um sex offense. He wasn't doing it. You get arrested for some shit like that. I think that's the end of that story. Fuck that. Yeah. We don't yeah. need to talk about that shit. Yeah, but as always.